This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League. Presented by the Holy Grail and United Dairy Farms. The Reds are on the radio. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Bank's Tavern and Grill. KTM Food Group. Check out our new line of chef-crafted favorites available in stores now. JTM, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation, where there's help, there's hope, and by Norcom. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by... Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League with the Cowboy Jeff Brantley. I am Tommy Thrall. It is great to be coming to you live from Goodyear Ballpark. Another sun-soaked afternoon here in the desert. Uh, Cowboy, that's our first hot stove together of the season. It's uh, great to be sitting side by side with you, calling some baseball, and it's been a uh, fun first few games of yeah, Cactus think, League action. I think it has been. I, I think we've had some pleasant surprises. We'll talk about that as we move along during the show. But um, it's nice to be back in Arizona. It's nice to be able to have spring training, and uh, it's some kind of beautiful out here this time of the year. <laughs> Boy, is it ever. Of course, temperatures are going to be creeping up into the hundreds or close to triple digits here soon over the weekend. A lot to get to on this hot stove. Uh, we'll hear from Hunter Green a little bit later on in the show. Uh, we're going to talk some of the, the position players that are back. Really a guy worth talking about that we'll get into a little more in depth is Nixon Zell and how good he's looked this spring. Jonathan India's looked good this spring. Talk about the defense. that, that This team has a new look to it a little bit. Uh, the, the rotation. There's some battles in the rotation uh, that are going to be very intriguing and they're not just going to get solved this spring that's going to carry over into the regular season we'll get into that a little bit more but it all starts at the top of the rotation and one of the things we know cowboy Luis Castillo who we assumed would be the opening day starter he's just not quite going to be ready in time to start the first game of the year no he's not and and I, I think that we can assume that he would have been the, the opening day starter simply because of some of the years that he's had. But I think you look back on last year, and to be honest with you, Tyler Malley outpitched Luis Castillo. And I think Tyler Malley, with an opportunity to pitch on opening day, um, I, I think he's earned that spot. He has, and he has been named today. Well, today he was named by David Bell, the Reds' opening day starter. He had a chance to tell Tyler about it, said it was really cool, great opportunity for Tyler Malley. And here was Tyler's response to being named the opening day starter. Um, it means a lot. Um, I mean, you know, some some people never get to do this, and um, I mean, I may only get to do it once. I don't know. So, um, make try to make the most of it and um, have a lot of fun. 
you're going to try to get as much family and friends to Atlanta for April 7th? Definitely, yeah. yeah well, that's that the plan. I mean, you probably pitched in front of your family before, but to do it on this day, what will that yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, it's just going to be really exciting. Um, um, really fun day and um, special to have uh, some of my family there. Were you surprised or you kind of had to play being a starter? I was surprised um, just because Castillo's been our, our guy for the last couple of years. Um, um, and he still is our guy. But, um, but no, I mean, um, I'm just really excited, yeah. Um, he, I mean, he just flat out told me. He said, "Hey, you're opening day uh, starter. Um, you should be uh, very happy, which I am. And um, and let's rock and roll." How much do you feel like last season was a big step forward for you in your career? Yeah, the last couple seasons, I think, um, just uh, took a big step from the two previous seasons. Um, so, I mean. I was just um, able to compete on a on a uh, more consistent basis, and um, and uh, here we are. Have you told the family yet how many will be at the game? I don't know how many, but um, I've, I've told some. Uh, my wife, my my uh, mom, dad, um, brother will be there. Very, uh, very exciting stuff. Tyler Malley has been named the Reds opening day starter, and that was the thing that David said. Uh, he was just so ex he, he doesn't show a lot of emotion, but you could tell how excited he was based on the people that he wanted to be there in Atlanta when he makes the opening day start. Cowboy, quite a quite a thrill for him, and, and it, it just kind of points to the direction that this team's going. I mean, Luis Castillo, uh, he was acquired via trade, uh, but still was promoted to the big leagues from the Reds minor league system. Tyler Malley is a Reds farmhand that came up through the system, and now here he is starting on opening day. It, 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 it's a great thing for him, and it just it, there's some youthful, uh, there's a youthful feel to this team. Well, I, I think you have to have energy to be able to push yourself in the right direction, and with guys like Stevenson, India, Nick Senzel, I, I think that, that energy translates to some of your veteran players. We'll be talking about that next as the Reds Hot Stove League continues on the Reds Radio Network. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. In the Reds Hot Stove League as we... Continue on. We started to talk, Cowboy, about uh, the, the the youth of this team now. Uh, and and this is a team now for Nick Senzel, uh, Tyler Stevenson, Jonathan India. It, it's really, it, it, it's transitioning now to where this is their team. We're going to see a little bit more youth out of this team. And, and I think that could translate to a pretty exciting brand of baseball on the field. Well, I, I think that in, as, as what I've seen in this game, and, and regardless of whether you're a big market or small market club, what you do is you're trying to you're trying to bring your guys from the minor leagues. That's why you have all these prospect lists and guys that can play. You give them opportunities at the big league level, 
if they prove that they can play up here, then you put some veterans around them and try to bring them along a little bit. Well, that's kind of where the Reds were last year. But you sooner or later, you want those guys to take the reins and move forward. Uh, that, that's what that's how the baseball kind of rolls. And if if they can't move forward in, a, in an aggressive way and, and win consistently, then you go out and you, you pluck a veteran here or there and try to help them on their way. But you're your whole minor league system, whether it's pitching or whether it's position players, that, that's why you have it in order to get those guys to the big leagues and help push you forward so that you're, you don't have to pay them uh, $30 million uh, because they're, they're rookies. You, you can pay them at, the, at a minimum wage scale, and it allows you to go out and sign these bigger veterans when you have to have them. But you have, those guys have to prove they can play and prove that they can win, and when they do that, then you can go out and get a, a Nick Castellanos to help you. And speaking of the pitching side of that youth, we're going to see at some point contributions on this team from Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. We got a taste of Raver San Martin last year. All of those guys and a few others are competing for that final rotation spot. And so there is going to be, even on this pitching staff, a, a youthful influence. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see not, not just one or two those guys, we, we've heard about Lodolo and Green for some time now simply because they were number one picks. Uh, guys like Raver San Martin, a guy like Graham Ashcraft, uh, we haven't really heard those names as much. Um, you really haven't heard much about Brandon Williamson, the kid that we got, the left-hander that we got from, from Seattle in the, the trade with those guys earlier. Um, those are names and, and arms that They've got a pretty good chance to be up here. Now, are they going to start the game, or are they going to be the guy that's the piggyback reliever? Because we're going to see that a lot, not just in a, in a Reds uniform, but throughout baseball, where a starter, especially early in the season, may only pitch three or four innings, and then another guy comes in behind him, and he's going to throw three innings to get you basically a setup to the setup. Right. And, and that's just kind of how baseball is going to roll, simply because we've had such a short spring training. And today the Reds have added a guy that could be in the back of that bullpen, and Hunter Strickland, how do you see him fitting in? Well, I, I know I've seen Hunter pitch a long time, and he's been around. I think he understands the game. He's got a huge arm. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that's going to throw the ball in the up, upper 90s, the, the key for Hunter is being able to have the, the proper pitch mix and consistent command. And I think for, for, for him, being around a guy like Derek Johnson, it, it, it's going to help him a lot because Hunter's mentality, Hunter's mentality has always been to, to be over-aggressive. And Derek likes that kind of pitcher, but he likes to be able to rein him in. And, and I think it's a, it's a great combination, and hopefully – uh, that's a great mix for Hunter, but it's also a great mix for the Reds. And I think the Reds feel very similar to what you're describing with Hunter and Derek Johnson with Mike Miner and Derek Johnson. The two are familiar with each other. DJ recruited Mike Miner at Vanderbilt, so there's a lot of familiarity there. That'll be something to keep an eye on. David Bell has made it very clear that he will be a part of this Red starting rotation. It's not a situation where he has to earn a spot. The Los Rojos exhibit is now open at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum presented by Dinsmore. This new exhibit gives fans an in-depth look at the significance 
uh, the significant role Latin America has played in the history of the Reds in Major League Baseball. Plus, don't forget, kids 12 and younger can explore the museum for free thanks to the HCS Foundation. Plan your next trip to the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum with friends or family by visiting RedsMuseum.org. First pitch, Reds and Brewers coming up in a little bit, but when we come back, I'll sit down with Hunter Green. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF right here on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. It's always presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Had a chance earlier this week out here in Arizona to catch up with top pitching prospect Hunter Green. Here's that conversation now. Hunter, this spring, I have to imagine, feels a little different. I mean, you, you know there's a rotation spot open. You've had some time in AAA. I'm sure you feel like you're to a point now where with a good spring you can make that jump. So, does it does it feel different, and, and how do you approach a spring like this? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, last year I got a little bit of, you know, big league camp experience, got a little, t- little taste of that. Um, but, yeah, th- this spring, man, I'm going to be in, you know, more games. I got got in one game uh, last year, which was a little tough, um, you know, bounced back from that going into the season. But, you know, like you said, this, this spring training is a lot different. Um, you know, th- there's, a, there's a job, there's a spot. You know, and I'm and I'm willing to take that. I'm going out there, you know, every day trying to, you know, to to get that spot and um, go out there compete. You know, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm locked in more than ever. I was going to say, does that create a little more and a little extra motivation for you too? Oh, 100 percent, man. I mean, I'm I like to you know think I'm I'm pretty self motivated, but um, yeah, I mean, there's man. To be honest, I'm just approaching it like like it's another year. You know what I mean? And obviously, it's a more important year. You know, it's the year I want to go up. Um, but I'm controlling what I can control. You know, there's a lot of things that are out of my control in this game, uh, whether it's on the field or off. And, you know, I can't I can't focus on that, man. I just got to go out and play the games I know how to play. Um, I've worked a lot, you know, in the off season. I've prepared um, the best I could prepare. So I got to be able to trust that going in uh, these next few games out here in Arizona and then the season. You know, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. And, um, you know, I think that makes it easier for me to perform when I step across those lines. Talk about the things that you can control, and those are the things that will will get you to the next level. So, where do you feel like you need to be? What what do you need to do well in your mind to take that jump? Man, I think number one is health. You know, if I'm healthy, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm pretty unstoppable, man. And you know, I'm, I've been able to adjust pretty well to to each level that I've you know you know um, gone to you know year in year uh, day in and day out and. Um, I think I think health is number one. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a lot of guys, you know, brains and their minds and kind of what they, um, you know, their thought processes are and, um, you know, what DJ has and Jagger. I mean, all these guys, you know, got got something special to bring to the table. And um, I got to pick, you know, little things here and there. I might not agree with everybody. Might not be for me, but, um, you know, I think that's a great skill that I have. I've been able to pick things here and there and and add to my repertoire, whatever it is, whether it's my thought process, my pitch philosophy, um, and, and, or, or pitches in general. So, um, I've gotten better at slowing the game down. Um, you know, there's been games where I, you know, step on that mound in that first pitch and, you know, it's like, holy cow, that all went by super fast that inning or whatever. It's like, slow it down, relax, deep breath. And, um, I think, uh, good things happen when, when you really, uh, slow the game down. How much did you learn from your experience at AAA last year? I mean, obviously, that's one step away from the big leagues. You're facing a lot of guys with big league experience. The hitters approach things so much differently at that level. So what did you learn? What did you take away from that? Man, there's there's a lot of things. Um, 
I think being able to come inside, you know, a lot more. I don't like to share like all my my, my thought process behind stuff, um, just because I feel like there's so much hitters can can pick on um, with a pitcher, but. With man establishing inside, I mean nobody wants an inside pitch at 100 plus miles an hour. So I think that kind of sets up a lot for the pitches to come after that. Um, whether it's you know throwing outside or um, you know playing my slider off off my fastball out or um, you know even elevated fastballs. I mean there's so many things that you know I've been able to pick up on and reading swings. Um, and that goes back to slowing the game down. You know if, if everything's so fast, it's hard for you to really you know just just look at a hitter. You know, his practice swings even, um, you know, before he gets back into the box um, where he's standing in the box. You know, if he's off the plate, you know, why would you throw inside when he's off the plate? Then it's middle. You know, it's like being able to slow it down and and really pay attention to that, I think, goes a long way. Um, And that's what I'll have to do, you know, when I make this jump. Um, Game's got to come fast, you know, but but I know those things and I'm aware of those things. So I think that's the first step is being aware and making those adjustments. Other guys you've been around, whether it's guys you've worked out with in the off season or guys in this clubhouse, uh, either now or in the past, that that you've really enjoyed kind of picking their brain and 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 learning more in a different side of pitching that maybe you hadn't seen before. Yeah, there's there's multiple guys. Um, I've had the pleasure to, to to work with some pretty outstanding pitchers and and guys in general, just good dudes. Um, Somebody that I really liked watching last year in camp and, and this year I want to watch even more so is uh, is Malley. I think he does really well with, with moving his four-seam around, um, establish, establishing that inside, um, up, um, and just being able to, to pitch at all, you know, quadrants of the of the strike zone. I think he's great at that. Um, so, and, and, you know, obviously being able to get through a full season, you know, he's been able to do that as well. So even asking him, like, hey, recovery-wise, you know, what do you do? Um, you know, and, and just a simple question, how do you get through a full season? You know, I, I think it helped last year being able to throw, you know, 113 innings. Um, that was the biggest jump by far I've ever done. Um, and I did pretty well at that. So I'm, I think naturally, you know, I'll be able to add innings, but it comes with, you know, the, the routine every day, um, the long toss, the throwing program, all that stuff. It all comes together um, to create, you know, the product on the field. Um, but there's a lot of guys in this clubhouse, man, even hitters. I want to get better at, you know, sitting in on, on hitting meetings. Right now it's a little tough with, with the schedule in spring training. But, you know, in season when everything slows down, like, you know, seeing, you know, what time are the position players uh, having a meeting in the in the batting cage or whatever, you know, just c- because those meetings are just as important, if not more important, than even the pitcher meetings and what these hitters are looking for, how they would approach me, et cetera. So there's, there's a lot, man. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm aware of those things and, uh, I want to soak in, uh, you know, as much um, you know stuff as I can. This is my conversation with pitching prospect Hunter Green. The conversation continues in a moment on the Reds Hot Stove League here on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. It's always presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Jonathan India was crowned the 2021 National League Rookie of the Year, and you can take home his exclusive bobblehead by purchasing the Reds Pick 6 plan. Plus, you can choose any six Reds home games and save up to 25%. This exclusive bobblehead is only available with the purchase of the Reds Pick 6 plan. Visit reds.com slash pick six. You're listening to my conversation with Hunter Green. It continues now on the Reds Hot Stove League. As a starter, uh, you don't necessarily have to throw triple digits with every fastball. Is it 
is it difficult to to lay off the gas every once in a while when you know you've got that in your back pocket to just to not go out there and 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 every time a catcher puts down one not to let it eat yeah no i, I you know man for everybody talks about the velo and i'm like so i'm so over it but i i know it's part of you know who i'm as, who i am as a pitcher but um man since since high school until now like i've never felt like i'm like max you know i don't even like to say like are you throwing 100 percent today like no i like to say full intent do you have full intent i'd rather use that term than than a percentage or or max whatever um but i've never felt like i've i've overdone it overthrown uh where my head is flying all over the place i feel like i've i've always been in control um i think i've you know not that not not i think i know that i've gotten stronger over the years um and uh, I, th- I think i'm able to you know withstand that that force and that velocity with my body um but yeah like you said man i mean i ain't got to throw 100 plus every time you know it's it's smart you know to be able to use it when you need to when you got to go upstairs or something or put a dude away for sure um but i never feel like every pitch got to be 100 plus 100 plus um and i you know i'm trying to have a 15 20 year career and i'm not gonna be able to do that if that's my my mindset or my thought process so yeah. The secondary stuff seems like it has really come a long ways for you. How is it? How do you how do you feel? The breaking ball and the changeup are coming along right now. Yeah, um, really well. That's that's what I focused on a lot this off season. Um, I feel like I've I've had a pretty good feel for my slider, but uh, being able to have that third serviceable uh, pitch, serviceable third pitch has has been you know big. So I've been working working on that a lot um, in catch play. Um, really. You know, for me, not being too fine with the changeup, you know, just just throw it, sell it with the arm speed, with the body, and let the uh, let the rest work. Um, you know, but but overdoing it and trying to, you know, even you know, be be too fine with it. Um, you know, I, I think the changeup is a is a great weapon for me uh, with my fastball and with my with my slider as well, my other pitches. So um, I think that's gonna um, help me excel. You know, through the rest of my career, um, having that changeup. Um, and I threw a live today and felt really good about it. So, and the last question I got for you: it, it, it's always fascinating to me to figure out who guys watched, and and, and because when you're watching guys when you're younger, it, it, whether you know it or not, you pattern yourself off of that a little bit. Who are the guys that you watched growing up? <laughs> I get that question a lot, man. It, it's funny because really, I was I was a shortstop more than a pitcher. Like to this day, like I loved watching uh, Rafael for college shortstop when I went to Dodger games. Like I would, I would sit, you know, right off third base side and just watch him, you know, go into the five, six hole and do the pop-up slide and throw guys out at first. He has one of the best arms. Um, and really at that age until up, man, I was, I was a big shortstop, you know, and big shortstop fan and liked watching him. But, um, I look at DeGrom a lot. Um, you know, obviously his velo is, is what it is, but, um, his mindset, just how he attacks hitters, bullies them. Um, I think that's, you know, that that's a phrase I like to use a lot is just bullying hitters and, and just going right after guys. You know, there should be no reason why I can't just expose dudes and, and dominate with the with the velocity that I have. You know, there's guys that do it that don't come close to throwing what I have. So um, with the velocity that I do, I should be able to bully and dominate uh, guys and, and embarrass them. So that's what DeGrom does. I saw his lives today, this morning when I woke up, and nobody touched him. You know, and he's able to, to throw his slider whenever, um, play it off his fastball, and um, he's he's impressive to watch. But that, that's a dude I like to watch a lot, Garrett Cole. Um, th- those are my two guys that I like to watch. Uh, Mally, like I said, in spring training, 
Um, Castillo is is super fun to watch. We got different mechanics though, so um, I don't really look at him for for that. But um, he's a fun dude to watch as well. Hunter, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. That's my chat with Reds pitching prospect Hunter Green. We wrap up the Reds Hot Stove League next on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. Baseball action coming up a little bit later on from Goodyear. Stick around. The Reds will be battling the Milwaukee Brewers. It's a National League showdown coming your way shortly. Big thanks to Hunter Green for stopping by. As always, thanks to the Cowboy. Of course, our producer engineer, Dave Yiddy Armbruster. Red single game tickets are on sale now. Cheer on your red legs when they take on the Cubs, Cardinals, Guardians, and more. Plus, don't miss fireworks Fridays and great giveaways, including a Star Wars Jedi Joey bobblehead, Jonathan India replica jersey, Johnny Bench Funko Pop, and more. For tickets, visit reds.com slash tickets. I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for listening, and the Reds and Brewers come your way next. We'll join you next week on the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network.